Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Welcome to your seat at the cool kids table. Hey, you know, I am so fortunate in the fact that uh, I've done some great shows lately. If you were listening as we were leading up to episode 300, I really had this belief that somewhere along the line, around 300 episodes, this show was going to get really good. And I don't know, somewhere around 290, I think it just popped. We started interviewing people in a different way. I don't know what I did. I still have the same questions, but there's just something about these episodes. Listenership is up, people like it, and I am interviewing cool people who are doing cool things. So before we get going, I got to thank the first sponsor of this episode. So this show is brought to you by the Mastermind. I'm sorry. This episode is brought to you by the Potential Mastermind Project. And can you believe I screwed up the name of my own mastermind group? But hey, it's my program. And why do I talk about it on this show? Because it grew out of this podcast. It came about because listeners of this show said, do you do a group coaching program? And I said no a bunch of times, but after a few people asked for it, I said, yes, well, yes, we do. And I assume now that if you listen to a show called Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do, that you're a person who is striving to do more in your entrepreneurial ventures. So go on over to PotentialMastermind.com and check out what we have to offer. Now, I realize that this type of a mastermind program, a coaching program, is not for everybody. But if it's for you, you're going to find a small but mighty group of people who will listen to what you're trying to accomplish and give you some tips and ideas, and they're going to hold you accountable. So if it's right for you, I want you to join, because as you go into 2018, you don't want to go in alone if you're trying to start your entrepreneurial venture, if you're going to be a solopreneur, or if you just want to be more entrepreneurial in what you're doing in your job. So again, jump over to PotentialMastermind.com, and I hope you'll join us. So today's show is another person who I met at the New Media Summit. Now, this lady, she is a force of nature. You could tell when you saw her across the room that she was someone who you had to get out of her way because she was going to take names. And I will tell you what, I had to get to spend some time with her at a table having a meal, and she's great. She is, she coaches people, she loves people, she helps people go after their dreams and accomplish bigger things than they would ever do by themselves. Her name is Danielle Winningham, and she's out of Houston, Texas, and I got to tell you, gotta love those Texans. There's something about them. I'm out of Austin, so me too. <laughs> hey, Danielle, thanks for coming on. Cool things entrepreneurs do. Hey, Tom, thanks for having me. So tell the audience what it is you do for a living. It's really hard. I don't like to read bios. I like people to jump on and, and let me know what it is that they do so well. That's okay. I'm a builder, Tom, and I help people build uh, their dreams and I help them build the revenue that will sustain their families while doing it. That's awesome. And how do you do that? Through through coaching, through seminars? Absolutely. Through, you know, through a lot of different mediums. I've written about 12 books. Um, you know, I'm a public speaker. So uh, at one point before a live stream, I was on about 150, 200 stages a year. Uh, and I also have group coaching and one-on-one coaching programs. Awesome. So what led you to be an entrepreneur? I know that you came out of corporate America. I think if my memory, it's been about a month since we met, but I think you came out of the banking world. I did. I was actually a vice president at JPMorgan Chase and uh, a sales coach, performance coach. 
and just helping people get to the next level in the banking industry as it related to customer service and sales. So, so and, what led you to leave? I mean, I worked for Wells Fargo for a long time, so I understand that, you know, there's a lot of safety working for these big, giant fortune, you know, 50 companies. What is it that made you say, you know, see ya to Chase and go start your own path? So a little bit of trauma, a little bit of triumph. I went through a divorce and the money just didn't add up for the three kids anymore. And I had to start to do some extra stuff. Uh, and that extra stuff was helping people on the side. And that on the side money turned into more money than I was making with a paychecks. And so I kind of ended up going with the obvious choice. Well, and that's, you know, a story of a lot of entrepreneurs and solopreneurs is, you know, a lot of the advice that we get on this show is, is start it on the side, see if it's going to work for you. So how long were you doing sort of extra projects while you were still working in the banking world? Oh my goodness. The transition time was at a minimum of five years. I wrote my first book. Uh, it released July 11th, 2011. And how long, when did you spin out? When did you take the leap? I didn't leave until March 30th of 2015. Okay. So you've been doing this two and a half years. So now that you have been out on your own and you've put all the pieces together, I mean, obviously, like you said, you were five years of doing it part-time sort of as what do they call it? The side hustle. Uh, and then <laughs> now two and a half years uh, doing it all as a full-time, you know, adventure. I got a question for you. What do you love about the life of working for yourself? <laughs> oh my goodness. So many things that I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't so have to get, you don't have to get dressed in those fancy banker clothes every day. Oh, that, 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 the traffic, the toll roads, uh, just the stress of leaving the house. But what I love most Tom, is the ability to create and that there are no boundaries. There are no rules. There are no boxes. There's no right. And there's really no wrong. As long as you can create something that the world needs, uh, you're going to do okay. And so every day I get the opportunity to wake up without no board of no governance board or, or nobody else to tell me that it's not going to work. And if I can see a way to make it fly, Tom, I can try to make it fly. <laughs> so, so tell us some of the, the good things that have happened to you since you've been working for yourself. You have a big smile. I'm, I can see her on video. I know this is an audio <laughs> podcast, but we're doing this via Zoom. She's got a giant smile on her face. I mean, she's just the most endearing person to watch her tell her story. So tell us, give us a little bit of the nuggets. What, what makes it great? I think, the, <clears throat> I think more than anything, Tom, it's the being able to help other people. I have a client I actually interviewed her today. She just had a brand new baby, five months old, and she has a son that's 10. And not only did I help her quit her job, but I helped her 3X her income in less than a year. And so she's at home with her new baby, something I only dreamed about. If somebody would have been able to give me a blueprint that I could have stayed at home and worked, for, I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> like it was leave the kids at the daycare and go to work. So just to see some of my clients and where they were when they met me and where they are now, the freedom they have to just live a different life. One that I only imagine. It's, it's amazing. So you have kids, you have three of them, but they're all young adults now, if I remember correctly. They so, are. so what is the greatest example that being an entrepreneur you get to give to your kids? I mean, do you feel like you're a role model to them? Oh, absolutely. So one of, well, two of my daughters are in college and one in, um, one in San Marcos and one uh, right in San Antonio. And one of them actually did a presentation uh, of the person that influenced the most. And she went out on Google and got like a ton of pictures of me and a ton of, you know, my book covers. And they were like, who is this woman? And she was so proud to say that it's her mom. But the one thing they know 
is they don't have to work for anybody else ever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, I hope that my kids realize that, you know, they, they can carve their own path in the world. I mean, that's the one thing I spent 20 plus years in corporate America with what I, the way I describe it is my ladder was against the wrong wall. I was a successful business development and salesperson and, you know, I liked it and I was good at it, but it wasn't where I was supposed to be. And, and now it's been eight and a half years that I've been working for myself. And, you know, my daughter said the other day, we were talking about the great recession of 2008, 2009. And she goes, did it impact us at all? And I said, what do you mean? I got laid off. You know, I lost my job and there were no jobs to be found. And, you know, she was probably seven at the time. And she said, oh, I didn't really realize that. She goes, but is that when you started your own business? And I said, yeah. And she, her real memories are really just of me working for myself. Now, we struggled the first four years financially, but she just remembers me building a business. And I think that she knows that you can, you can carve your own path. You can go your own way in this world. And that's important, Tom. Kids are amazingly resilient. Even after my divorce, the kids don't remember the struggle. They remember the success after. They know the business as it is now. They know the transition as it is now. So yeah, kid, kids don't get that part. But you're an accidental entrepreneur too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just like you. Something else. That's right. Just like right. you. But But now here's a question for you. Are there ever days... Where you think, you know, if I had stayed at Chase, I'd be a vice president. Somebody else could deal with all the BS. I could go home at six o'clock. Do you ever have those days? They are so few and far between that it is amazing. Um, everything from the freedom to the revenue to the just seeing other people do better. Um, you know, I was in corporate America a long time too, Tom. And just as I left, I left on the end of all the regulatory that was coming into play, uh, you know, the, the, the Wayne Dodd and all of these acts that were going, people don't understand their money. So the bank's in trouble. And so I left on the tail end of that. And I can't, I can venture to guess that it's even more hectic now than it was when I left. So no, I just don't miss it. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> so, so if someone's listening to this podcast, and I think a lot of my listeners are people like you and me, five years ago for you and 10 years ago for me who are, you know, pretty deep in their career and, and they're doing fine, but they have that little ping in the back of their mind that says, maybe I could be doing my own thing. What advice do you have for somebody who goes, I, I want to be like Danielle. I want to leave and go carve my own path. You know, I heard the the interview you did with, with Rob Dion and I love me some Rob and you're like, man, it's a good looking guy right here. And he is. <laughs> uh, but I heard you guys talking about your ladder being up against the wrong wall and 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 in the book, Good to Great, that's uh, being in the maybe on the right bus in the wrong seat or sometimes on the wrong seat on the wrong bus. And all I can tell you is that the journey, the journey to find what you were put here to do is worth any obstacle, it's worth any headache, it's worth any fear, any anything you feel. It's just so worth it to take the journey. You don't have to just jump and quit your job. Just get started. Just start today and do a little bit every day. And every day that you do a little bit, it's going to take you closer and closer to putting your ladder up against the right wall. 
So there's a lot of people out there. I mean, if you, you know, you, you swing anything, you're going to hit someone who calls themselves a coach, but you've been successful at it, right? You've, you've made multiple six figures. You've got people who you're actually impacting their life. What's the difference between somebody who says, hi, I'm a coach and Danielle, who's actually creating change. You know, I embody the greatness in everybody. I think everybody has the potential to be great. You call me a sucker, a fool, whatever you want to call me. But I just know that everyone has something that makes them great. I, I was talking the other day, we were talking about the difference between billionaires and us. And I said, either they're all regular people and we're all regular people, or they're super special and we're all super special. But everyone has that same capability. If you just believe it, Bill Gates had to believe it. Steve Jobs had to believe it. Warren Buffett had to believe it. Oprah had to believe it. And so their belief system may be a little stronger than us, but it doesn't make them any greater or any more regular. So we just have to choose, are we all great or are we all regular? But we're all people and we all have the capacity to be great. And great coaches know that. Great coaches bring out the best in everybody. Well, you said, you know, maybe someone would call you, what'd you say, call you a fool or a dreamer or whatever. Well, if you are, I am too, because I agree with you. I think that's absolutely true. And I have a program that I do uh, as one of my workshops called The Paradox of Potential, because we talk to people all the time and you work for a big company and, and the big companies I work for did the same thing. They identify their employees, especially the young ones, but sometimes older ones that have high potential that can move up in the company. Yeah. And they actually have training programs for them. They call them the hypos for high performance. And they, Harvard went back and did a study a few years ago and they looked at 30 years of these programs. And it turned out that just because someone had potential – didn't mean they became a leader in the company. There was a big gap between potential and results. Now, I'm a big believer that everybody's got potential, but we all have these gaps. And the trick is, how do you get farther across the gap? I'll, I'll let you in on my secret. I don't think you ever reach full potential because if you're doing it right, you're meeting new people, you're learning new things, you're having new experiences, your potential shifts farther out. So you're never going to get all the way across the gap. But how do you move partway across the gap and push the gap out farther? And I think that you have to do it through taking the right action, having the right people to have you accountable. That's why I started the Potential Mastermind program that I talked about at the beginning of the program. And that's why people should hire people like you who actually help them figure it out. Because if you're trying to do it alone, you don't have a map and you don't have any accountability. It's really easy just to fall into that rut and think, well, those other people are lucky or they're gifted or they're special. And they're not. We're all regular and we all, and you know, just that quest for learning too. I'm a lifelong learner. I read, read, read voraciously. And you know, that's how I cover a lot of my gaps. I, I don't wait and make the mistake. I go buy the book from the guy that wrote the book that made the mistake. And so let me read about your mistake. So I don't have to make this same mistake over and over. And, and of course you can't avoid all the mistakes. You're going to fall and you're going to get your face in the mud every now and then, but it just has to be okay because that's how we learn. Yep, absolutely. So, Danielle, how important do you think, and you strike me as a people person, how important do you think networking is for people who want to carve their own path to become entrepreneurs? You know, it, it, and I know it's so cliche, but I have to say it. You know, everybody says your network is your net worth, but it's so very true that the minute you hang out with millionaires, I, I, I have a couple of events that I go to every year and I just hang out with millionaires. That's the one thing that swung my pendulum to earning 600K and even being on pace to earn 1.2 is that I, I hung out with people 
And okay, then this part is funny. And you get a chance to say, well, that person ain't no smarter than I am. Well, that person ain't no cuter than I am. But y'all, our smile ain't prettier than mine. And, and if we're human. We go into this comparison game, right? But you get to know that the people that make the millions are just regular. And that they have an idea that they believe in. And do you believe in your idea to push it to that level? And so when you hang out and network with people, we're all different. We all come from different backgrounds. You get so much more diversity in terms of serving the world problems than if you just hang out with people that look like you or come from your background or, or you know, think the same things you think. It's great to have an argument every now and then. <laughs> well, and it, we live in a world where we're not supposed to talk about that, right? We're not supposed to talk about hanging out with people who look different and, and all this stuff. I mean, you know, you're, you're a woman of color and, you know, we live in this world where everybody has to be sensitive. But you, we, we talked about it at that lunch we were at. Hey, people are people and you've just got to put your arms around, you know, the whole thing. It's it's like we're all, somebody told me the other day that we're all part of the human race. And I thought, why aren't there t-shirts that say that? That's awesome. Right. And, you know, if you put different people in a room to solve a problem, everybody's going to bring their best adversities, their best intelligence, the, the best things that they've gone up against in life. And they're going to come closer to solving that problem than if you put everybody in a room that came from the same background. They're going to bring the same answers. So if you don't challenge yourself to get outside of your comfort zone and hang out with the cool kids, be at the cool kids table every now and then, um, then you're going to regret it because it's going to stunt your growth. Well, I, during the election, when I would give a speech, I would tell people, if you go to a dinner party and everybody's voting for the same candidate, and I don't care who you supported, you right. need you need new friends. Because at the end of the day, if we all just sit around, what do they call it? The bubble. If we all just sit around with everybody who agrees, we're going to be surprised by the outcomes. We need to be around people who believe different things and come from different backgrounds and of different sexes and different sexual orientation and different races and different parts of the world. I think we're better people for that. You Oh, you absolutely are. And that was one of the that was one of the important lessons I learned uh, being a vice president at J.P. Morgan Chase, just to value diversity, value what everybody brings to the table. Even the person that you may say, oh, well, she's not the smartest person. It's, she's going to look at it differently and she may fool you and solve that problem. He may fool you and solve that problem because he's bumped up against it before. So you cannot discount anybody's value. Everybody has value. No, I think you're absolutely right. Hey, I've got a couple more questions for you before I let you go. But first, I've got to thank the other sponsor of the show. So this episode, as all of them are, are brought, is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance so that you sound amazing. I have worked with Podfly Productions since episode number one, and we are now up to episode 303, and they do amazing work. They do the heavy lifting, the technical work. They do everything so that you can sound great, grow your audience, and interview really cool people like Danielle Winningham. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know some of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So, Danielle, I call this show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What is the coolest thing you're doing with your business right now? So, one of the coolest things we're doing right now is we're about to put our live stream broadcast into syndication. And we are super excited about it. Uh, I'm a live streamer. I go live a couple times a day, seven days a week, have created thousands of videos. But now we're going into syndication. So we're going to be available on Amazon, 
um, Apple TV, Roku. It's like 30 different syndicated channels. So that to me is super cool just to be a pioneer in this whole get on video every day, even if you don't have pants on space. Um, so <laughs> wait a minute. Me, wait, wait, wait. Are you wearing pants right now? Part. Are you wearing pants right now? Yes, Tom, because okay. I don't know you like well, that. I was going to say, we are a We Wear Pants <laughs> podcast. You know, there's always pants I didn't pants know involved. you like that. I didn't know the whole podcasting thing. So <laughs> I made sure I put pants on today because, like, you, you know, we're just getting to know each other. Right? <laughs> and it, it is just audio, but whatever. It's all good. <laughs> Too funny. So where can yeah. people find, as, you, as you're going to syndicate this stuff and, and the way it is now, how do people find your live streams? Are you on Facebook? Where are you live streaming? Oh, uh, we're on Facebook, Periscope, Instagram. Um, again, as we syndicate, we'll be on literally anywhere you can see a video, uh, you'll be able to see us. And the name of the channel is inspiration, influence, and income. Mm, nice. So is that what they search now? Or do they search your name? If they're looking, they can for search you? my name. You can literally search my name in Google and, and find video clips. It's crazy. You're going to, you guys, people are listening, go and, and Google Danielle Winningham and just watch some of her videos. I mean, her, her face lights up the screen. It's like her smile just blows you away. You just, you just, you want to sit here and talk to her. I'm on video with her right now. You just want to talk for like an hour because you can just tell this is one woman who is happy. She's found her calling. She's doing what she wants to do. Yeah, you need some T-shirts, Tom, that say right letter, right wall. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Hey, uh, I call the show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do, right? Because I, I think that entrepreneurs are doing really cool things. But I also think one of the cool things entrepreneurs do is they're observers. So I don't think they're just running their businesses. I think they're secretly watching all kinds of other entrepreneurs. So I love to ask the people who come on the show, who is it that you see out there? Maybe it's in your community. Maybe it's nationally. Maybe it's internationally where you say, hey. Hey, he or she is really doing cool stuff. Oh, man. So I, I know I'm just part of a crew of like millions of people, but I've been watching Gary Vaynerchuk since uh, now is the time to crush it. I actually have one of his autograph books. I've been watching him that long since the whole wine TV episodes. I've watched him grow into this mega uh, motivational, you know, I'm the jab, 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 right hook girl. I've probably referred that book to 2,000, 3,000 people online. Um, the, the Ask Gary V series, the whole Ask Gary V book. I am I'm a serial Gary V fanatic. You know, went to the whole video summit, did the virtual ticket to the video summit they had in LA last week, simply because Gary V was, was hosting. So that he, to me, and the way he communicates effectively in a minute, you know, 60 seconds, 90 minutes on video, He's, he's epic. Well, and it's interesting because I always say that uh, I knew that I got into the podcast game late when all the celebrities were coming because Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do launched three years ago. It launched the same day as Gary's uh, podcast. He gets a lot more downloads than I do. So I, I knew I should have gotten into this game earlier because he, he he launched his podcast three years ago, the same time I launched mine. I went, err, because uh, lots of people, you know, there, were more, there were more eyeballs or, or, as, or as Michael O'Neill calls it, earballs going, uh, listening to his show, but, uh, I'm a fan of Gary V too. So that's a good one. Hey, the last question I ask everyone who comes on the show is what is it that you do to give back to the greater good? Cause I think entrepreneurs have a unique ability where we can leave a mark behind and help other people. And I can just tell from your smile, you do something awesome. What do you do to help others? You know, um, something, I, again, one of the great lessons I brought away from corporate America, I was part of the leadership team um, that was over charity initiative. So when I became an entrepreneur, I brought that right out 
um, into the uh, entrepreneurial field with me. One of the coolest things that I've ever done was during Hurricane Harvey, I was not only able to use my live stream platform to communicate where people could get rescued, where people could get resources, where people could get funding, where people could get help. Um, but we also went and with the Houston social media breakfast, a ton of us live streamers and podcasters showed up and we interviewed all of these different charities. I did my own charity fundraiser and we're actually in the process of remodeling a house that we're going to go live with showing the pictures of remodeling the house that we were able to raise funds all from live streaming. So I'm, I'm super excited just to uh, be a part of repairing Houston after that whole Hurricane uh, Harvey debacle. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I assume your home was was okay, but but I know that you probably had a lot of friends who who suffered in that. A lot of friends, a lot of neighbors. To, uh, all told, they said forty thousand homes and a hundred thousand fam, a uh, hundred thousand individuals impacted by the flooding. And you can just drive down, uh, you know, communities with three and four hundred, five hundred thousand dollar homes, and just see nothing but furniture and drywall, and it, it's it's horrible. So. As, as an ind- individual, you felt the need to do something, even when it was still raining outside. It was like, what can you do? And I was able to point thousands upon thousands of people to the right resources to get what they needed, even during the storm. That's awesome. Well, like I said, that's awesome. And then cheers to your community. I hear that uh, Houston is coming back strong, so we don't have to worry about We don't have to worry about Houston. Texans are resilient people. We are. Hey. We are. Hey, if someone's listening to the show and, and they're as just enamored with you as I have been, how do they find you? Where do they where do they go to get more of Danielle? Uh, my tag name online is Wealth Speaker, W-E-A-L-T-H-S-P-E-A-K-E-R. So you can find me on Wealth Speaker on Periscope, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, it's very hard to miss me online. Well, and it's very hard very to hard. miss you in a room because you are a force to be reckoned with. You stood out in that room. There were probably 200 people at the event that we were at together. And I thought, I got to meet that lady. Oh, thank you, Tom. So, well, thank you so much for being a guest here on the show. I really, really appreciate it because I think that, you know, when I bring different people on the show, the inspiration is always there. And I know that you really had a lot to give today. So thank you so much because I know that you touched all of the listeners. Hey, and I say it every show. Thanks to those of you who tuned in and listened because if it wasn't for the audience, duh, we wouldn't have a show. So it's all about you. And I hope that you will get more involved. Come back and listen to other episodes. We're at, what, 303, but you can come back and and check out all the way back to number one. Yeah, you can find them on my website at tomsinger.com. That's T-H-O-M-S-I-N-G-E-R.com. You can find us on Twitter at Cool Podcast, or we're on the Facebook at uh, Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. If you love the show, go over to iTunes and leave a review and let us know what you like about it. It makes my day better when we get a new review on iTunes. So go do that if you will. And hey, we are going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody just as cool as Danielle Winningham. Now, I know you think, how could you ever find anybody as cool? as Danielle, but we're gonna, we'll be back in a couple days. But in the meantime, I challenge all of you, you go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at at TomSinger. This is... 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.